Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Thanks for streaming us today. Thanks for being here with us today. We're so glad that you could all be here. So as you can see, um, our friends, uh, Derek and Danielle, have come in all the way from Elmer. Elmer, yeah. 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 You left about 5.45 this morning, I presume, to get here. Yes. (laughs) 5.45. And uh, he's going to be ministering the word today for us, and I'm going to come back a little bit later. So blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Thanks for being here today, Derek. We're going to let you go. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have fun. <clears throat> All right. Wow. It's all going to just come on over here. Look at that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, it is nice to be uh, with you this morning, those of you who are here and those of you who are watching online. Uh, it was a pleasure to play with the worship team this morning. Aren't they a wonderful group of musicians that you have here? Yes. Um, And you know, it takes a lot of uh, time to learn an instrument. And I wonder, is there anyone here who has taken music lessons before? Anyone? That's a lot of hands. Look at the hands. Wow. Is there anyone here who has given music lessons before? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, how many? Like, I think I saw three or four people. Wow. Well, you're really going to know what it is that I'm about to talk about. I have had the privilege of giving music lessons for a number of years, and It's a really rewarding experience. It's a really rewarding thing to do, to have a student come into your home and have them to come from all the way from not knowing how to play an instrument to being able to play well and walk them through that process. The frustration, the joy, the pain even if you're playing, say, guitar, for example, on your fingers. Um, just working with them, developing a relationship, and working with them to have them come from knowing nothing only what it's called, the instrument, to being able to play it, is very, very rewarding. But you need a lot of patience. Patience is what you need if you want to teach kids how to play music. Now, when I was thinking about sharing this with you, I was reminded of when they would come for their very first lesson. And maybe you even remember this from when you went to lessons. Well, everybody is all excited, right? Everybody is all excited. I'm excited, the student is excited, The parents are excited. Everybody comes in the room, 
And we're all excited. We're all smiles. Everyone's happy because this child is going to learn this instrument. And the feeling in the room is positive. It's optimistic. It's full of hope at the possibilities that are before us. But before the parents leave, after the introductions are done, mom or dad would turn around and with the posture of their body and the tone of their voice, the entire feeling in the room would change. And they would look at the child and all of a sudden the smile would be gone from their face. And they would say, now you listen to him. Now the moms were really good at it. Moms were really good at it. And sometimes, depending on how serious they needed to be, they would even do this thing with their eyes. Now you listen to him. And the longer they held it, the more trouble I knew I was in. Because sometimes I would just finish off giving them their lesson for that day. I thought I did a pretty good job. I thought I told them everything they needed to know to be successful. And then I would ask the question, so are you ready to give it a try? Do you understand what it is I need you to do? And you know the response to that question sometimes had absolutely nothing to do with music. The response to that question sometimes would be such as follows. Do you like my shoes? And I would sit there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or it might be, we're getting a puppy. Wonderful. Do you understand what I need you to do? Are you ready to give it a try? I have a unicorn on my shirt. Yes. Yes, you do. Or the classic, my birthday is coming up. <laughs> that could be three months from now, but my birthday is coming up. Kids get distracted. Can I get a witness? Kids can get distracted. I think my all-time favorite story from teaching music is this. Had this one little student, was teaching her drums, she was just barely tall enough to touch the pedals, and she was a wonderful student. She was a joy to teach. But there was only this one problem, is that she rarely ever did her homework. Ever. She'd come back week after week after week, no homework done. And finally one week, I had enough.
And I sat across from her and I looked at her and I tried to take some notes from the moms and I said, young lady, you get your homework done this week. I don't want any excuses. Get it done. Don't come back here without it done. Do you understand me? And she looked at me and said, Mr. Drover? And I said, yes. And she said, you have beautiful blue eyes. And I'm like, well, go have a wonderful week. I'll see you next week. Go do whatever you want. Come back next week. I'll see you next week. Kids get distracted, right? Those kids, right? <laughs> they get distracted. Kids. But what about us? What about us? What about us? And so this morning... The title to our sermon is called, Hear Him. Everybody say, Hear Him. And we're going to open our Bibles up to the book of Luke, please. Chapter 9, and we're going to start at verse 23. Luke chapter 9, starting at verse 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered. And his robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men talked with him who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened. As they were parting from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. We live in a world of voices. All day, every day, 
from the moment you open your eyes in the morning to the moment you close them at night. Even if you wake up during the night, you can hear them if you wish. Constantly. And from every angle, from every direction, we are surrounded by voices that want to be heard. On Facebook, radio, Twitter, TV, Instagram, magazines, podcasts, newspapers, YouTube, etc. Talking, informing, shouting, whispering, singing, writing, speaking, discussing, arguing. Isn't it enough sometimes to make your head spin? Voices. Voices that want to be heard. And it seems like everyone has got an opinion, don't they? About what to do. You should do this, you should do that, you should go here, go there. You should buy this, sell this, eat this, don't eat that. You should take this, not that, sleep more, sleep less. Read this, not that. Put your money here, put your money there. This study says this. This study says that. This study says we need more studies. Can I get another witness? Now let's not forget the devil who loves to talk. God doesn't love you. God doesn't care. God must be mad at you. That's one of his personal favorites. One lie to the next, one lie to the next. Talk, 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 talk. Am I right about it? And somehow, if you find a way to get some peace from the media, from the others, from the devil, there will be waiting for you one of the greatest annoyances of all at times. And that would be your own voice. Your own voice. Do you ever just overthink it? No? Just me? Have you ever overthought it? Somebody want to be honest with me this morning? Have you ever overthought it? There you are. Thank you. I knew I would maybe have to pull on that one a little bit, but I knew you were here. I'm here. You're here. We've overthought it sometimes, have we not? Round and round and round and round, over and over and over. What if this? What if that? What if something else? But wait a minute. There's another voice that speaks, and it's God. And when you think about it for a second, you realize that what he has to say is way more important than anyone else. After all, he is God. And you know he was, I just want to make sure you know, because I'm not sure. Like, you know he was here before Facebook. Like, you know that, right? You know he was here before radio, for some of the ones who think radio was the thing. 
You know he was here before Twitter. You know he was here before TV. You know he was here before Instagram. You know he was here before magazines and podcasts, newspapers. He was here before YouTube. You know he was here before everybody started talking and informing and shouting and singing and whispering and writing and speaking and discussing and arguing. He was here before the devil. He was here before the devil and his lies. God was here. He was here before us and our overthinking self-talk. Somebody say, God was here. And he only created everything by his words. He only oversees the entire universe. He only oversees everything that goes on, so you think it would be best to listen to him, don't you? And from the voice of God comes this command, which has not changed. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Hear him. God has spoken. And we should listen. And he tells us where we are to direct our attention. On Jesus. Hear him. Christ above all. For in a world of opinions, in a world of suggestions, Jesus speaks absolute truth. And this is hard for people to deal with. It seems like almost anything can be tolerated except statements of absolute truth, statements that are rock solid, statements of certainty. Cutting through the I think so's, cutting through the maybes, cutting through the seems this ways, Jesus speaks and he says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. He speaks and says things such as that are found in John chapter 3 starting at verse 1 to 21, and we get to hear the conversation. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to see Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. 
That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and you do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus speaking, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. He speaks, concluding his great sermon that we know as the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew 7, he says these words, Therefore, whoever hears, everyone say hears, these sayings of mine and does, everyone say does, does them. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. There is an important lesson to be learned here. Don't miss this. We cannot determine if what we are doing is right by what other people say is right. I'll say it again. We cannot determine if what we are doing is right by what other people say is right. Jesus uses these words, whoever hears, everyone who hears, 
Jesus is speaking to all people, everywhere, at all times. From Bible times to our time, right here, right now, this morning, his words are as relevant now as they were then. They alone, they alone are the standard of Christian living. The words of Christ are the standard of Christian living. He breaks it all down into two kinds of people, those that hear and do that are wise. Those that hear and do not do, they're foolish. But here's what's interesting. It came for both. The storm came for both. The wise and the foolish. The storm came for the wise and the storm came for the foolish. Don't be fooled by the storm. Don't be distracted by the storm. The storm came for the wise. The storm came for the foolish. And this is why it's important to be wise. Because when the storm comes, as it comes for everyone, you who have heard his word, us who have done his word, from the house that we live in that is built upon the rock, we can look directly into the storm, directly into the descending rain, directly into the rising floods, directly into the wind and say, just as the Apostle Paul said, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things present, nor things present, not what's going on in 2020, nor things present, somebody needs to get a hold of it, nor things present, not what's going on right now. And then he says, nor things to come. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When I was growing up, I'd have trouble sometimes paying attention. And my mom, when she would want to make sure that I was really understanding, she would look at me and say, Derek, are you hearing me? Or are you just hearing me? Yeah, and sometimes when she was real serious, she would do that thing with her eyes that moms do, and she would say, Derek, are you hearing me? Or are you just hearing me? Because there's a difference, you know, between hearing and 
hearing. How many parents know it? There's a difference between hearing and hearing. Hearing is just hearing. But hearing is hearing and doing. Hearing and doing. Hearing and, and. It's the and. The and doing. (laughs) Hearing is just hearing. Doing. Doing tells me that you really heard. Don't just be a hearer of the word. Be a doer of the word. And he goes on to say, don't deceive yourself. Above every other voice, I've come to remind us all this morning, myself included, hear the voice of Christ. A lot of distractions right now, isn't there? But God's word has not changed. This is my beloved son. Hear him. His words. Do his words. Build upon the rock. All information, all opinions, all lies must bow their knee. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hey. Hey, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. And if you're distracted this morning, if you came in feeling distracted, you can put your focus back where it belongs. I've had to do it. Sometimes I've had to do it multiple times a day. I got to refocus. Feeling distracted. Got to hear him. Got to hear him. Because he is the sure foundation. His words are the sure foundation. So let us have silence in our spirit, following only the voice of the great teacher. Windsor Christian Fellowship, thank you for allowing me to share God's word this morning. A reminder to us all, let us hear him, Christ above all. Shall we pray? O Lord, our rock, the rain is descending, the floods have come, the winds are blowing and beating against the house, and all of this is happening just as you said it would be. It is uncertain where the world is going from here. But as for us, we are not going anywhere. On the rock we have built, on the rock we will stay. We feel it in the air, the fear, the uncertainty, the tension. But only in the air we feel it, not from within. We are not afraid. We are confident in your word. We are not uncertain. We are secure in your love. We are not tense. We are resting in your promise. Our confidence 
security, and rest comes from you alone. In our own strength, we cannot provide any of this to ourselves or anyone else. So may we always and only magnify Christ, the one who is all, the one who stands with his people, standing forever for us, standing forever with us. How firm a foundation to build upon. Unshakable and eternal, just as you said it would be. In this new morning, we rejoice. The grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. Let the church say, Amen. God bless you. Thanks, Derek. Excellent word on hear him. Why don't you all stand with me? The first thing I want to talk about is Jesus came to earth in 1 John 3 to destroy the works of Satan. He beat sin. He beat death. He beat sickness and disease. He beat poverty. And those are things that he made us free from in salvation. Our brother Derek just quoted in John 3 that God loved the world so much he sent Jesus to die for the world because he loved us. And maybe you're out here listening today or maybe you're online listening today and you've never really surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus. You've never repented of your sin. You've never given your life to Jesus and allowed him to change your heart. And he puts his life inside of you, puts his light inside of you, and he changes you from the inside out. And then you start living the Christian life, and you can actually hear God's voice. It's really hard to do that when you're walking in the kingdom of darkness, when you're not walking in God's kingdom. Not a good person, but someone who's given their life to Christ and repented of their sins. That's the people that God's gonna, they're going to hear his voice. So I want to pray with all of you. Father, I thank you today for each person listening. And for those, Lord, that have never given their life to you today, maybe they could pray this with me right now. Father, we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We acknowledge him before men and women. We repent of our sins and we ask you to save us, change our heart, put us into relationship with you so that we can hear your voice and know you in the power of your resurrection, in Jesus' name, amen. Just a simple prayer, but if you prayed that prayer, I want you to come talk to me right afterwards or reach out online to our moderators. If you have your communion elements, when God's people gather together, one of the things that we do is we celebrate our covenant meal. And we want to examine our hearts. We want to take a minute to make sure that there's no sin, no unforgiveness, no bitterness. We want to lay those things down. And then you can break the bread just like Jesus' body was broken and Jesus broke the bread on the night he was betrayed. 
So Father, today as we have the bread in our hand, I thank you that as your children, we can listen to the King, we can listen to Jesus. And as you speak to us regarding our motives and our actions, as you speak to us regarding the things that you'd like us to do, Lord, I thank you that your children are obedient to your voice. And we can tune in and we can hear your voice clearly. I thank you, Father, that in your brokenness, the brokenness of Jesus, you made a way for us to be made whole. So heal us in our bodies of sickness and disease. Heal our minds of any areas of challenge right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the freedom in Christ because he came to destroy the works of the evil one. In Jesus' name. And with the cup, the blood of the new covenant that was shed, it was spilled for you and for me. Father, I thank you that the cross is the great equalizer and all of us stand equal at the foot of the cross. No one is any better than anyone else. We're not divided by age or demographic or race or nationality or wealth or position, but we're all your sons and daughters at the foot of the cross. And today, as we hear your voice clearly, Lord, I thank you that we can hear you speaking life over us and hear your love being spoken to us, how much you love us and how much you value us. And Lord, I thank you that each one will be obedient to your voice, to that inner witness that you've given us, that we can clearly hear you and obey your commands and teachings today as you've delivered us from the law of sin and death today. In Jesus' name. So a couple more things. First thing I'd like to do is we're gonna receive our tithes and offerings and I know we do that a little bit different now. And for those of you online, we can do the giving and, and you can do e-transfer, you can give through the app. And, and as we're receiving the tithes and offerings, the other thing I'd like to do is the labor is worthy of their hire and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I'd like to bless our guest speaker today, Derek. So if you're giving online, send a note for Derek Drover, you know. If you're giving through the app, you can use the missions button today because I didn't see a guest speaker one a little bit earlier. But use the missions one and we'll make sure that we can be a blessing to our brother so he can continue to travel around the nation ministering the word of the Lord to people and encouraging them. Were you encouraged today? I was encouraged today. So Father, as we receive tithes and as we sow offerings into your kingdom today, I thank you that your hand of blessing and favor is upon us, that you rebuke the devourer, that you multiply our seed and you continue to give seed to the sower. I thank you for our congregation and their faithfulness in this arena. And Lord, as they continue to give you their best, I thank you that you pour out favor upon them in every arena of their lives. As we go now, I thank you that you direct our steps and you order our path. I thank you, Lord, that your word says you will complete the work that you began inside of us because you're faithful. So we give you glory and praise today in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
God bless you all. Thank you for worshiping today with us here at Windsor Christian Fellowship. Have the greatest week ever. We'll see you next time.